0: All right, this is the Finding Backcountry Podcast. I'm back. Oh man, feels good to turn on the old podcast machine and hit record again. Uh, It has been a minute, right? It has been a minute since the last episode. And first and foremost... Uh to anyone who is new to this podcast or listening for the first time, uh, welcome. Finding Backcountry Podcast. Actually been around um a while. Well, been around for a little over fifty episodes. And those who have been listening before or been around a while are looking for answers and wondering where in the heck did I go and what happened. So I'll get into that. Um, But the important thing is uh, I hit the record button again and we're back. So a lot has changed uh, since the last episode. Uh, It was embarrassing, but I could not even remember the last episode that I had uh, released. And so I had to go back on uh, the old podcast podcast app and check out and then it refreshed my memory it was uh an epic mule deer mule deer hunting podcast with the robbie denning and so yeah um where to begin uh first of all let me explain myself and the last five or six months or whatever it's been and hopefully, those who are uh, had been pestering me to get episodes out will understand a little bit. Um, I had been pretty religious about releasing episodes and um, every week, and then all of a sudden, uh, things changed, and no more episodes without any explanation. And so. Uh, the change in my life that brought that on was a new career, uh, with a new company, and s- not just uh, not just in the same town, but also relocation. Um, so new new job, new career, uh, you know, a move, an entire move, uh, buying a new house. Anyone who's gone through that just kind of knows what's involved there, and that's that's not necessarily an excuse, other than um, how do I put this? You know, when you're doing a podcast, um, for free and I didn't have sponsors at the time and I had only myself to answer to, um, if I wanted to stop releasing episodes, I could stop releasing episodes. And so I took that advantage and used it to get my feet under me with this new, uh, position. And I took a, I guess I'll dive into that for just a second here. I'm going to try to keep this episode relatively short and uh, to the point so that I'm not rambling. It is just me today. And so this will be one of the more boring podcasts that you've listened to and maybe you've already turned it off. But if not, um, then you're probably a little bit interested in what's going on. So um, I took a position, uh, moved from southern nevada down in my hometown bunkerville nevada all the way up to uh, cody wyoming and the way that happened i one thing led to another and i took a position for a company called gunworks if you're familiar Um, one of the authorities in long range uh, rifles and absolutely loving it Um, learning so much um, yeah, open my eyes to, uh, just taking rifles and shooting and precision and, you know, the whole thing, optics and reloading and everything to a whole nother level. So, um, uh, really loving it. Moved up, like I said, moved up to here. Uh, I work in, in Cody. I actually live in Powell. And so that, that's been an adventure. Um, little, yeah, just man, uh, you know, a, a little Side note to that, um, went through the application process, uh, with all my hunts, this, you know, this winter applications usually start in January sometime. And then there's maybe one or two, uh, at this point that are still open, but everything's pretty much closed. We've got some results out, draw results. You guys have tags. I've got a couple tags anyway. Um, what was interesting about this move relative to hunting and at, and applying for tags is, and I didn't realize this until after the fact, but uh, this will go down, 2019 will be the year that I applied or had to apply in every state that I apply for as a non-resident. I was a, technically a resident of no state. <laughs> and so... The way that happened is because the way Nevada's regulations read, you, in order to be considered a resident, you have to um, have lived in the state of Nevada as your residence for six months preceding the day that you apply for your hunts. And I was actually the opposite of that. I basically had left six months preceding the date that I had applied. And so... <coughs> It hurt, but I uh, submitted my apps in Nevada with a whole bunch of points and everything this year as a non-resident. On the flip side, moving to Wyoming, of course, I'm a non-resident of every other state. Moving to Wyoming, if you're familiar with their regulations, you must have lived in the state for 365 days, one entire year, uh, before you're considered a resident uh, in applications. And so... I applied in Wyoming, although I lived here, owned a house already, everything as a non-resident as well. Um, it hurt for a few reasons. Uh, the money, of course, applying in every single state as a non-resident. And I, you know, especially when I'm applying for whatever, seven or eight Western states that I'm applying for. Um, but then obviously the draw, the draw odds Um You know, you don't realize it until you are a non-resident of every state, but you really appreciate at least having, you know, home court advantage, so to speak, and having good draw odds in your home state, and I had none of that. so. But not complaining, just kind of the situation and uh, making the best of it. Definitely still going to have some tags in my pocket. Um, Moving to Wyoming, uh, still as a resident, I had points for deer and antelope uh, and even elk, I'll tell that story, uh, maybe another time, but, um, so I'm, I'm, I forced the draw in some of those, uh, species so that I make sure that I drew a tag and use those points, mostly because there's not, um, some of those species in Wyoming, you don't have, they don't have points for, um, and so I've got a few tags here in Wyoming, although I'm a non-resident, technically, and then just picking up a few, you know, uh, random ones here and there in, in other states. So that is the quick and dirty, um, <clears throat> you know, one advantage of moving up here and this is, this is just shifting gears a little bit, but if you're not familiar, um, we, we, when I say we, me, my brother, uh, my dad, my family, we, uh, operate a a llama pack llama rental uh business and we always joked uh years ago a couple years ago when we started that business you know we looked at where we were on a map and at the time southern nevada and we'll still be renting llamas out of southern nevada we're all but booked up this year Uh, but we always um kind of jokingly looked at a map and said man if we could just locate relocate someone relocated to a place like cody wyoming for example um that would really that would really put us in the middle of um you know the type of country and hunts where guys would want to rent pack llamas well here we are so uh we don't don't technically have a sponsor uh, of this podcast yet uh, there may come a time here, but for now we are sponsored by Backcountry Logistics, which is my own business. <laughs> and so, if you just public service announcement, if you're in the you know uh, Wyoming, uh, Idaho, Montana uh, region of the of the world and are looking for uh, pac Lama rentals, we uh, it's a slow process working out, you know, pastures and stuff like that, uh, up here, but we've also got rentals that we've already committed to that are out of, you know, Southern Nevada for this year, but, um, we will have some llamas up here towards the end of the season and then going forward. So, um, reach out if you are interested, rentpackllamas.com and would love to get you taken care of it's basically the only sponsor that we have if you want to call it that of this uh, podcast so all right well just want to wrap up here this again i I mentioned this would be a short one just want to wrap up with uh, maybe some upcoming episodes um, some ideas from past hunts from 2018 that never got uh, a chance to be aired and you know, and then some ideas going forward, so um a couple of the uh hunts that I had in mind uh, that we'll have on uh some some uh upcoming episodes. um I know I've got Corey's uh muzzle loader mule deer Utah hunt uh will probably be the next episode that you hear because, and I know that because I've actually already recorded it um and then another hunt that I will uh try to get out and and uh, get on the air is my Utah rifle deer hunt uh from from last year and then another unique one that I think we would like to hear is uh the story of South Cox if you're familiar with him and his Colorado uh, traditional archery elk that he killed this, uh, last year, uh, for a couple reasons, but mainly, um, because I, you know, I've got access to Corey and I may even have South on, uh, that, that would be great. I've, uh, you know, to have him tell his side of the story too, but, um, I have a unique, pers- we'll have a unique perspective from Corey who was on that hunt as South's, uh, caller, one of his callers. Um, and if you are or aren't familiar with that hunt, um, it'll be circ circulating through the full draw film tour, um, you know, punchline or the spoiler alert is they end up, um, South ends up sticking a bowl on camera. Some of the, if not the most epic, um, traditional archery elk hunting footage that I've ever seen, uh, he ends up sticking this bowl, you know, at like within feet um can't remember the exact distance but you know it's it's not yards it's feet and uh Corey was a part of that whole experience so that might be one um that being said i know you guys love good hunting stories but as we're firing this back up uh this is you know this is a good time or a good chance for you if you had a hunt or someone's hunt or a guest or a piece of gear that you'd like reviewed on the podcast or anything like that, um, please forward your suggestions, your ideas, and I will do my best to get that person or get that story told or review that piece of gear or whatever I can do for you. So, uh, the best way to reach out to me uh, through uh, on behalf of the podcast is either uh, the Finding Backcountry podcast on. Um, Instagram, you should be able to find it, just searching Finding Backcountry Podcast. Or you can send an email to findingbackcountry at gmail.com. Or, of course, hit us up or hit me up a direct message on my other accounts, just my personal account on Instagram, Dustin Whitwer, or Team Backcountry. Also, I have access to that one. So that's it. Under uh, Under 15 minutes, just kind of give a quick down and dirty of, you know, where I've been, uh, why I was there, what I'm doing, what, but, um, yeah, if we can get this, uh, if I can get the ball rolling here, we'll, um, get another episode out. Uh, you know, might not be like clockwork before, um, but definitely going to try to fire the old, uh, the old podcast machine up and stay, stay consistent with episodes Um, the last thing I'll say about that. And and one of the reasons that I, you know, initially, um, I was actually for the first couple weeks, I was surprised, um, because I didn't hear really from a lot of people asking where the podcast had gone to. And so, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, must not have been that big a deal to people, which whatever I was doing it, not, you know, not for listens or downloads or anything like that completely selfish i do i do this for myself um i always did and i always i always will because i just i love it um you know i'm not necessarily getting anything like financially out of it at this point maybe in the future but um over time though all of a sudden um i think people started realizing like hey wait a minute they haven't seen an episode in a while and so the first week or two there was not much and then all of a sudden um you know, for like one month, one to month four or five, it was just like all, I mean, just every time I saw someone that knew me from the podcast, they're asking what, you know, where the heck, uh, I had tons of messages just asking when I'm going to fire this thing back up. And so, um, you know, that was, that was definitely a, a big part of it. Um, another, another reason though, you know, not, not to toot my own horn here or our horn or whatever as a podcast. But um, in the meantime, I, I kind of took, after I quit releasing episodes, I took a break from just the whole podcast world in general. Just kind of, you know, I, I never have listened to my own podcasts. um, If that surprises people or not, I, I am there when I record them. And so uh, I maybe listened to the first one or two when I, when I initially started this, but you know, I don't, I, I don't listen, re-listen to my own podcasts. Um, and even then I, you know, for a while there, I was a little bit burned out with just hunting podcasts in general, fired it back up. And I'm glad I, you know, I've gotten back into podcasts and, but what I've realized is in my opinion, um, there's not a lot of great podcasts out there. There's a lot of podcasts, um, and, and not that they're not great. They're just, there's not, let me back up. There's not a lot of great podcasts centered around specifically backcountry hunting, um, in my opinion. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is I, th- I think we had a pretty good podcast here. Um, and so, you know, th- there are one or two. You know, I've, I've got two or three or four on my, um, you know, podcast reel that, you know, anytime I know that they release an episode, um, I'm going to be listening to it uh Epic Outdoors does a really good job uh Carter and Bronson and those guys down there. I think uh Aaron Snyder uh is always good. Uh fresh pretty fresh perspective there. Uh little trad little traditional archery heavy these days, which is fine. I don't have any problem with it, but um you know, and then man, I'd have to pull my phone out here and honestly go through some of these um these podcasts that i listen to and see if there's you know solo hunter when when he tim when tim releases one it's always good i love his um you know and there's you know a few others uh interviews with the hunting masters always has a good one western hunter just fired up a good podcast um that i think you know is going to be good going forward uh meat eater is you know is always good again a lot of those though are not they're just not specifically backcountry hunting. Um, you know, a lot of them are, but, you know, meat eaters not. Um, you know, and even even like Kafaru cast is not exclusively backcountry hunting. The rich outdoors, again, not exclusively backcountry hunting. And not that we're going to always talk about backcountry hunting necessarily. I mean, we, we've told stories and had guys on here, you know, killing bucks that don't backcountry hunt, and that's fine. But we're going to always try and recalibrate to that. Uh, topic. And so anyway, I've already talked too long. Oh, uh, South, South podcast, the Western bow hunter, uh, again, when he releases episodes is good. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, our, uh, gunworks podcast, long range pursuit. If you're into that world, again, not backcountry hunting specific until I get my hands on it. And it seems like every episode <laughs> that I'm a part of is, uh, backcountry hunting, whether it's optics or, um, you know, I did one with Brady Miller on there about gear and tactics and stuff like that. But anyway, um, you know, knock on knock on is really good for just archery specific. Oh, and then of course, Gary V, the Gary V audio experience, definitely not even hunting related, but that said, let's do this. Let's fire it back up. This is episode 52 and, uh, we're back. I'm back. Thanks for listening. See ya.